Hello and welcome to another episode of the Space Update. We're live today. Coming up on today's show, we'll be talking Starship, SN10, Dear Moon, Rocket Lab, and a whole lot more. I'm your host Ryan, and joining me today is I'm Mikko, the host of Deep Dive Fridays. Hey, this is Edelweiss or Static Fire Girl in Twitter. Yeah, thanks for joining us, both guys. Um, let's just kick things off. Uh, we'll start off with Virgin Galactic. Um, we saw them introduce their Spaceship 3, just a little sneak peek picture online of their new vehicle rolling out to uh, the end of this month. Not too much information. It's just a bit, uh, a little bit strange that they're rolling out a, a third version of their vehicle, considering they're only just finishing up testing on their Spaceship 3 vehicle. Yeah, it's a cool looking spaceship. Yeah, but uh, from the from the picture we've seen online, uh, just thrown up on Twitter, uh, literally a week or two ago, it looks more of a chrome finish, but it's very uh, a lot of lighting effects in that picture that's online. If you want to search for it uh, up on Virgin Galactic's Twitter page of uh, Spaceship Three, um, but I imagine it's along the on along the lines of uh, Spaceship Two that they're currently test test flying and everything. But uh, maybe a little bit bigger and everything. I don't know. Do you know if the first and second spaceships were around the same size, or was one of those bigger than the other? I don't know yet. Um, nothing's been confirmed for this vehicle and everything. But uh, we'll have to just keep keep our ears down to the ground for now on that one. <laughs> and yeah. uh, also an another new vehicle, uh, Rocket Lab. Uh, after saying they won't do it, uh, Rocket Lab have announced a new rocket in development, uh, the Neutron Rocket, uh, a medium-sized rocket, about uh, 40 metres in height, uh, but uh, quite a considerable uh, payload, I believe it was up to uh, 8 tonnes payload, I believe that's going to carry, and in an interesting video that... Uh, from Rocket Lab, uh, Peter Beck finally ate his hat uh, in a quite a hilarious video, which is, he got his uh, yeah. good daily dose of fibre from that hat, I think. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. So what, what do you guys think of the design and everything? Well, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a bigger Electron, mostly, but the material looks a bit like Starship. Well, is it, <laughs> is it metal or what, steel? And regarding the payload of 8 tons, it's worth noting that it's reusable payload. How is it going to um, land? I mean, are they planning to land it like Falcon or is it different? Essentially, yeah, yeah it got uh, the Elon Musk stamp of approval on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they, they should be landing on an ocean platform. Quite interesting. Okay. Um, obviously, when you look at Falcon 9, it's got similar similar legs to what um, well, what Neutron's got similar legs to uh, Falcon 9. But the difference with Falcon 9 is you've got those grid fins at the very top. So it's quite interesting to see how Rocket Lab will control the rockets in descent. Whether they'll use some form of RCS or whether there may be some kind of fins, a bit like we see on the what we're going to see on New Glenn to control the rocket or whether they're just going to all out risk it and try and control the rocket with the the, the engines on descent. I would think they will add something there. In, and another thing they probably will change is the fairing. It's currently just as the diameter is the same as the whole rocket, but usually rockets have a bit bigger 
bigger fairing. So I expect that might might be five meters when they actually unveil the rocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the diameter of the current neutron rocket for Rocket Lab is around about 4.5 meters, which essentially is the width of the rocket at the moment. Um, and like I say, the, the rocket that's planned to be 40 meters high or 131 foot, uh, however you like to take your measurements and everything. Um, the payload to low Earth orbit is 8 tons. And then to Venus, quite interestingly, they put up there 1.5 tons. So that's what uh, Rocket Lab's little end goal is to get something in or around Venus by the, by the sounds of it. So we could see a, about, around about a 1.5 ton vehicle of some sort eventually launch on that rocket, maybe. Yeah, and the one and a half ton payload was also to Mars, so basically they could, I'm not sure if they could actually launch Perseverance, but almost something as big to Mars. Definitely, definitely. And what do you make, make of the Rocket Lab's new rocket, Adel? Yeah. I can't wait for it to see fly, I mean flying. Have they done testing yet? No, I haven't seen any videos. They've only done, probably done the engine testing. So I believe they're putting the bigger engines in this rocket with it being bigger in general and everything. Uh, but as in testing on the other bits, we I don't know. Rocket Lab are quite within reason secretive about their testing. I think I'm a right Miko. Yeah, I kind of think the only thing they have done is the design and the fairing. Because <laughs> I heard somewhere that they are not really sure what engines to use at the moment. So do they go without electrical turbo pumps like Electron? Because getting them up is not easy. Yeah, maybe Elon can hook them up with some uh, Tesla power walls, put, put them in there and uh, <laughs> put uh, a bit of hot swap, hot swap uh, with those. It might be a bit tricky just tying out a giant uh, battery out in space. But I was yeah, thinking, you know, put some Blue Origin engines <laughs> in the neutron. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> they haven't even been tested yet. Yeah. I know, but I, I just heard that the Blue Origin engine is, they put it in the um, ULA rock, Vulcan rocket? Yeah, yeah. I'm really confused. Why would Blue Origin have an engine in, an, in a Vulcan or in, in, a, in a ULA rocket ship? The, well, the backstory to that is um, Blue Origin are working very closely with ULA, which is made up of Boeing and Lockheed Martin. So in maybe in a bit of a trade-off, uh, ULA helping them construct their vehicle, uh, Blue Origin are allowing the company to use their engines. And ULA want to get away from the RD engines, like the RD-180s, I believe, or something like that, which are the yeah. Russian-made ro uh, rocket engines at the moment and everything. So with uh, them want to, want to get away from the Russian engines, uh, look, we're looking anywhere to use the likes of Aerojet, Rocket Dino, someone, uh, they eventually went with uh, Blue Origins B4 engines to because obviously they, they want to go reusable. But the only thing about uh, Vulcan is the, the tiny portion at the bottom is only going to be reusable, which is a bit strange, but that's what they want to do. But um, they're essentially Blue Origin. I've uh, got confirmation off Tori Bruno that Vulcan's essentially going to test the B4 engines prior to New Glenn flying. So 
the BU4 engines are going to be tested by essentially by ULA prior to anything happening with New Glenn, which is a bit bit unusual because it's like SpaceX giving the Raptor engines to NASA or someone else and sticking a few Raptors on the SLS. Like yeah, you, NASA go and test our engines before we stick it on Starship kind of thing. It's a bit bit unusual, but uh, uh, ULA and uh, Blue Origin helping each other out there. I think behind the scenes. Mm, that's a little backstory for you <laughs> thanks for that marco said that i'm too loud in the stream <laughs> am i so loud i just you're not too bad don't worry about that <laughs> i am i was close in the microphone so i'm far now and i have i have removed huh? my gain in my microphone <laughs> It's good now. Don't worry about it. But uh, staying on the theme of Blue Origin, anyway, um, they actually left open the door uh, the other week uh, and someone snapped a, a little sneak peek of the new Glenn rocket, assuming it's the Pathfinder version of it, uh, not the flight or launch-capable version. So it looks like they're a lot further ahead than what a lot of people assumed, maybe. Um, we saw the core booster and some of the fin sections for the actual rocket and everything. Um, but they actually dropped a lot of, uh, and then prior to that, a few days after, they dropped a production visit by by someone and just dropped it up on their YouTube channel. So we'll uh, we'll fire that up on the, on screen if we can there and everything. But uh, just really interesting seeing the uh, actually seeing the new Glen rocket now. Yeah, and actually Blue Origin uh, soon after the release of that video, they announced that. New Glenn will be a year late. Instead of flying the end of this year, it will be end of 2022. So, yeah, I'm not sure about their progress. I think the BE4 engines are the most ready part that will be flying on Vulcan. Yeah, because we've seen the, the smaller BE engines on uh, the little New Shepard. So within reason, the technology has already been tested at a smaller scale. And that little New Shepard rocket, as everyone plagiarizes it it's not orbital or anything like that but the engines has have been tested a hell of a lot and uh blue origin and everyone are saying that the engines are better than expect expected um we haven't really seen any specifications released as such on that yet but um be quite interesting to see once it uh, goes but i believe part of the reason blue origin got pushed back uh might be because the vulcan rocket got pushed back as well <laughs> So I think Vulcan isn't going to fly until Tori Bruno said Q4 now. So he said, so we're looking about November, December time for the Vulcan to actually fly. But even Vulcan could possibly slip to 20, early 2022. I hope not. I hope they will fly this year. Yeah. Good and obviously, obviously a lot of, uh, a lot of people's names flying up on that rocket towards the moon on the Peregrine lander and everything. So along with, uh, our little, uh, little group and everything so we'll bring you more on that and everything but uh jumping on to arguably the most talked about subject well since since it began literally starship snsm we saw it finally fly again another another version uh almost almost survived after that very bumpy landing everything but uh what were your thoughts on that uh that flight miko well I actually made Starship a short video flight. about it, and in the end, earlier. I concluded it's a huge success. I mean, Seconds. they landed it. It's yeah, what yeah. It's quite interesting cause on on the ascent. Uh, we saw the some of the engines just burning, 
burning blue green and then it looked like one was almost setting itself on fire with like like big orange flame coming out of it that's like what's going on with the fuel there and i know you you were saying it was the possibly the engines just powering down so they come a bit lox rich and everything like liquid oxygen yeah they, they could be powering down five, uh, not lox rich but three, fuel rich the orange flame would mean that i mean they could uh, throttle it down with fuel rich combustion it doesn't produce as much thrust so maybe they had too much thrust and had to throttle down one engine a bit more or even they did have i think there was sn27 raptor engine and then there was sn40 something raptor engine so even the generations apart the engines that could make a difference yeah yeah but then we've actually seen all three engines relight on that uh, maneuver flip at the end there it was quite interesting quite interesting a bit of a bit of a flamey start up and burnout but uh, it almost almost got there that uh, whether it, that last engine burnt out a little bit too soon or didn't have enough thrust just to slow it just down just that little bit more i don't know but Obviously, there was the problem with the legs that um, we've seen floating around on social media. A lot of the, the legs literally dangling and, dangling and flapping and locking in place. So that that was another conundrum that's going to have to be solved in the design stage later on. What did you make? What did you make of it, Adele? I think there's a there's a plumbing issue there going on there with starships. Because I I think there's like a leak in the methane during the flight. I can actually see it leaking while it was ascending. Yeah, and... as, as as it flies and everything, it has like uh, boil off and the RCS thrusters and all sorts. So it's always always has that like methane and liquid oxygen smoke and everything coming out of it and, and everything. It just boils off. It's not necessarily leaking. It's just the excess gases escaping from the tanks and everything like that. So it's normal for for. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's normal for it to vent out uh, liquid liquid oxygen. I'm not sure if there was any problems during the ascent or even descent. The only real thing was when it was coming down and the fire stayed there. I think it burned for a few minutes and that must have done something. And it could have sprung a leak with the hard landing. There could have been some methane leaking out for the... Was it 8, 10 or even 15 minutes what it survived after the flight? But yeah. yeah. It was essentially just sitting on the engine skirt, wasn't it? Uh, there was uh, landing legs. I think it might have landed on maybe three that actually locked in place out of the eight or ten legs it actually has. So I'm, I'm assuming those crush calls will be very well and truly pancaked <laughs> after that. T-Rex legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I've always said that the landing legs they need to be improved because hypothetically, if there is a hard landing, a slight malfunction with the engine on on a normal landing in the years to come, it's going to need some kind of uh, pressure system to take up that extra that extra bounce like we like we saw on the SN10 landing there. So in the future, if that happens, you're going to need some kind of uh, suppression suppression system or suspension system whatever you want to call it in there to absorb the shock of a slight malfunction especially when you've got a crew on board and everything like that and you can't do can't do crush core legs on uh, on starship because at the moment you can't do crush core because essentially 
single use within reason the crushed core ones and if anything goes wrong you should need to replace them yeah and i do, do think, think we have seen mm. we have seen much harder landings with falcon 9 cores <laughs> and they still have survived on the drone ships you're gonna come in there Idel. sorry can you ask do you think sn11 will nail it this time nail the landing i'd like to think it will <laughs> <laughs> yeah I still, I still think the, the the landing legs will be the the bane of Starship until it gets upgraded. Upgraded. I've always said that for a while since we saw, although SN five and six, like the very test first test ones with the single engines, with like the tanks. Um, although they did land and everything, when you saw them take it all apart, at least half of the landing legs were crushed, like literally obliterated. And that was just on the single engine and half a Starship. So try and expect a full, fully built starship to land perfectly with more weight and more everything. It it was even if they locked all in place, it might not have safely stood there anyway. Regardless, though, yeah, that's my thought. Anyway, I need it need new landing legs. I think SN11 will will nail it, but the legs might fail it again. Yeah, that's possible, but I don't think they can tweak the software a bit so that the starship could be making a just a bit softer landing so and yeah i mean they have gotten the landing legs to work on sn5 and 6 so i would think they can actually make the landing leg lock with this one too i mean it could be something with the belly flop maneuver or the yeah the landing maneuver so the gravity can't lock those in place but yeah i guess we'll see about that is it possible to have um, Starship to have a Falcon legs? Oh, maybe There's well. quite a bit of speculation about that. I mean, yeah, theoretically, yes. But the current design it's, is much more lighter than the Falcon-like legs would be. So it would add quite a bit of more weight and take the, some of the payload away. So, well... We'll see what Elon and the 3D artists come up with. Yeah, I think the main the main bane with the landing legs was they've got to keep the bottom side or the belly side of the starship reasonably tight and clear because that's where all the heat shielding's going to go. Um, there was some theory to do Falcon style legs, but they'd still have to have the heat shield and wrap around it. But then, would having that join with the landing legs against the body would it weaken it and create a gap where the atmosphere when it's coming through the atmosphere burning red hot would it create a weakness in the body or not so there's been a few speculate speculations of whether the actual legs will extend from the actual engine skirt inside the engine skirt somehow and various stuff like that but um you only need to look to twitter for the likes of uh uh marcus uh eric space and uh, Neil Park and dozens and dozens of other 3D rendering guys out there. We've had a few of the great guys on the podcast uh, talking about their work and we plan to get them on again. Um, but there's some great, great ideas if you want to, you guys want out there, want to scoot around on Twitter because everyone's just trying to fathom it out at the moment. That's the, and even, even, even Elon said it's the number one bane of Starship at the moment. How, how will the landing legs work? That's the number one thing Elon's rattling his head with at the moment. Yeah, and if you want to check out the episode about the 3D animators, we had Nick Henning, uh, Eric or Eric X Space, and Caspar Stanley. I'm not 
sure which episode it was, but it was a deep dive episode and it was last year, maybe November. Yeah, after the show's finished, we'll just link it down below um, or here on YouTube uh, for everyone watching. So you want to watch any of the other previous shows that we mentioned throughout this, we'll just link it down below um, after the show. So we'll make sure we do that. Um, and more interestingly, it's slightly linked to Starship. Uh, we had some big news on uh, Dear Moon from, I'm going to attempt his name, uh, Yusaku Masua. <laughs> Butchering it there. Masawa. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, the Dear Moon project, it's, um, he's essentially outright paid for and he's partially funding uh, the, all the Starship program and everything. He's outright paid for a trip around the moon. 12 seats in total, a uh, few few for the pilot and everything. Uh, but more interestingly, he's ho- opened up eight of the seats to the general public to essentially it's going to be like a recruitment process. So make sure you guys head over to the website that you can see on the screen there. Uh, you can actually sign up, put your name down for a selection process uh, starting in the coming weeks or months. Oh. It's quite interesting. Uh, I believe uh, Miko's already got his name down to go up there. I have, and I believe some of the other guys in the total space have, uh, which is quite interesting. Maybe maybe we'll just all get go up on there together and we'll just do a podcast uh, <laughs> yeah. in space, you know. Why not? Yeah, that would be great. How about you, Edel? Have you joined already? My family joined already. <laughs> My nice. whole family signed up. We're going to go to the moon. Your whole family. <laughs> yeah. Right. Raise your chances are gone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's absolutely fantastic that that um, it, it was originally going to be, uh, originally the idea was to take the top artist, scientist, this, that, and the other. But um, he kind of like stepped away from that and it's like, you know what, rather than taking the top people, rather than just make it a bit more fair and extend it to mm-hmm. essentially everyone, the general public, uh, no matter what walk of life you come from. Um, you don't have to be a, a scientist with a PhD, PhD, masters, whatever you want to, whatever you got under your belt. You can just be the average Joe and have some passion and desire under your belt and apply for it. And for all you know, you might just get there and fly around the moon with uh, in Starship, which would be absolutely uh, insane, I think, to, to say yeah. the least. <laughs> yeah, and Yusaku Maesawa mentioned that he decided that pretty much everyone can be an artist. So basically mm-hmm. there's two requirements. You gotta be a bit creative. And the second one is you have to be able to help each other out there. Yeah, teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work, as we know, Team on space. Total Space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, we've seen a, a Falcon, another Falcon 9 launch as well uh, earlier today from SpaceX. Uh, oh, back, yeah. back to routine with Star, Starlink launches again after that little hiccup with the booster that didn't make it last time. We've got a little <laughs> bit of uh, news on that booster that actually went a bit awry. Uh, something to do with the hot gases burning through one of the covers and causing engine shutdown on landing. So essentially that booster either broke up just before landing or smashed into the sea and blew up I'll just off camera you a bit actually it it shut down already on ascent so that i that's what i understood from the nasa conference where yeah, yeah. the spacex guy was talking about it so it yeah. already shut down there and in the landing 
they relit the engine, but it didn't have enough thrust to slow down the vehicle. And I don't think they have a fail-safe because it was probably the center engine or the like. Yeah, it's quite interesting, though, because they always say that if one engine goes, they can switch to other ones. But when it comes to the landing, they can't do that, which is a bit, bit odd. But I'm assuming that's the way they designed it. So I suppose the center engine has got to be the most reliable, essentially, within reason. Yeah, and they also said... Uh, I think they were called boots, the engine covers that got a hole. And the guy said that they were actually life leaders on that booster. So maybe they have used to changing them on other course before. Was that the flight number six? So maybe they already changed them at five flights. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good learning curve for them anyway, because the they're doing something that's never done be been done before essentially so these little fine, fine tuning and little niggles or they'll run into them before anyone else does because no one's essentially done this before um especially to the caliber of what spacex are doing yeah blue origins new shepherd has flown equally as much um within reason but it's not actually been orbital or carried anywhere near as much um cause i believe new yeah and yeah i just yeah uh, about today's starlink mission i think th the first date's video was actually missing there so yeah they probably didn't have the camera on yeah yeah i, did, I didn't catch the uh the launch because uh it was literally that awkward time where i'm, I'm leaving the house and then uh and everything uh not is our audio still going to the stream? Okay, looks like our pictures are online again. We're back. Anyone in the chat on YouTube wants to give it a big, uh, just a little sound check? Yeah, uh, it seemed to work. I just checked. So yeah, we were talking about the earlier Starlink mission. Yeah. But yeah, it's great to see SpaceX pushing the envelope. Definitely, and um, literally in another few days, we've got uh, another one of the Starlink launches going up. Uh, I believe Sunday or possibly Monday, just depending weather, obviously, because I know we do all these launch updates saying, "Oh, we've got a Starlink's going to launch on Sunday," and then we'll probably come off, come off here and uh, go out, jump on Twitter. Then it's just moved a couple of days, but the next launch is uh, scheduled for Sunday or Monday, I believe. Uh, another Starlink launch uh, with a different booster. I think it's the sixth flight uh, booster on this next one. Um, the one that's just landed earlier on this morning was its eighth flight, I believe. So they're nearly in the double, nearly in the double figures, which is what Elon's stating they'll be the near maximum. But I believe they'll probably just keep pushing on with Falcon Nine to see how much they can be reused. Yeah, they start to need to replace some parts when they go over ten flights, but I suppose they can do quite a bit more than ten. The question is, will they do it? Yeah, yeah. And jumping back to uh, Starship and everything, there's still a lot of developments going on down at uh, Boca Chica. We've seen some uh, big uh, domes, dome ships uh, in the construction yard. I think a lot of people believe it's going to be the actually the uh, fuel tanks for well, the new tank farm essentially for uh, Starship and everything. Cause we've got the all those uh, small tanks just clustered together just to the side of the launch pad, but I believe they're going to build something a bit more permanent, actually out the steel that Starship's made from, quite interestingly as well. Um, that's just going to be situated probably near, quite near close by, because they, 
the fuel lines need to be relatively short for the cryogenic fuel and everything like that. But it's quite interesting that making it out the same uh, material and everything, just keep it on brand and everything, make it all look the same. <laughs> yeah, that's basically. And then we've got, um, hopefully, in a few weeks' time, um, with our our little bet, Miko, I think uh, you were saying a few months for the super heavy booster and everything i was i was i'm still thinking the end of the month that we might might see it's uh something happen with it what did i say was it i think you said two two to three months yeah i I was thinking at the end of the month we might see something with it because within reason if they can build or within reason build a starship together within a matter of matter of weeks within reason um i assume we could uh, get the super heavy booster somewhere near ready for at least cryo- cryogenic testing and everything uh, within the next few weeks. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how it all goes. Pretty yeah, excited sure. there. And more interestingly, I'm looking forward to SN15. We've seen a lot of it constructed. Um, quite interestingly, the, the nose cones only got, got the top end of the nose just slightly cut off. It hasn't actually been put on yet, has it? Probably not. I haven't actually... Uh, yeah, that much. Yeah, so the nose cone, like the how it's usually constructed, just construct the whole thing, put it on top. But so far, the nose cone's like ninety nine percent done, but the very top tip of the nose isn't actually on yet. It's actually exposed, um, which is a bit unusual. But whether they're going to put the builder tank into the actual nose cone itself rather than having a separate tank to do that i don't know whether that's part of the plan or something else is going in the nose or whether they just left it off for access i don't know but there's a lot of big changes coming with sn 15 um so we'll have to see what those those will be whether it's just minor changes for now uh, i don't know yeah or it could be a service hole or something right yeah yeah but um excited for sn 11 hopefully we'll get to see that uh up on the test stand within Maybe a matter of days by the time they've uh, cleared up uh, SN10. Um, a lot of a lot of debris went absolutely flying. I mean, when when SN SN10 went off, it essentially done a second hop. The the height of that thing was just unbelievable when it's uh, on that boom after it landed. I think quite quite easily got uh, 100 to 150 feet in the air from what we could see. Yeah, and I would say that was the fastest turnaround turnaround time for. Uh starship flight yeah yeah but uh lots lots more to come from uh starship lots more to come from spacex and uh very interesting to keep a close eye on on rocket labs neutron rocket and everything um lots more coming coming up at boca chica literally every day so next week we'll probably bring you a whole lot of other news and everything again thanks for joining us this week uh we'll catches over on twitter and everything for further updates and as we said before uh some of the previous videos that miko and myself have mentioned we'll try and link those below for you after the show in all the uh, the notes and everything if you want to catch that uh miko's short video on starship and the one on the uh the guys on the 3d renders on starship we'll drop that all down below and try and link in some of the artists there for you as well so you can check out their crazy awesome work as well uh, I've been Ryan from the Space Update. Thanks for joining again, guys. And I've been Nico, the host of Deep Dive Fridays. It was Edelweiss, just Static Fire Girl. Thanks for joining us, guys. And as always, um, 
A big thank you to our Patreon supporters, Anthony Man, Warhawk, Angry Astronaut, Howard Walker, Samus Guru, What About It, To The Future, Gaia Pagalari, Framrick, Susie and Mako. Thanks again guys. And if you would like to and if you would like to support what we do here at Total Space Network, gain access to exclusive content, early access to episodes like these guys, and even chat to uh, special guests here on the show in Discord, um, head over to patreon.com forward slash total space. And where else can the catchers me go? Well, you can find us at our website, totalspace.net, and you can listen to the podcasts on your favorite platform. And you should also follow us on Twitter at TotalSpaceNet. And also up there on the website, we've got the uh, the merch store. If you go to uh, TotalSpaceNet, uh, click on the merch store, it'll take you to uh, all the awesome merch. So you can become a, a Miko, part of the Miko fan club or part of the Become a Multiplanetary Club or some of the Space, space Update merch up on there. And even the Total Space merch, you the mugs, T-shirts, the whole lot's up there. Um, so that you can catch that through the website also. And as always, like, subscribe, and all that here on YouTube. Thanks again, guys, and I'll see you next week. Bye.